Hey guys, just wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening to Sidebar Forever. If you like the show, please subscribe to us at sidebarforever.com as well as share episodes of the podcast on your social media. That way, new listeners can find us as well. The unlikely duo of Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes are back, only this time as The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, streaming right now on Disney+. The Marvel Studios series made its dynamic debut on March 19, 2021 and took off, no pun intended. Plenty of action, plenty of buddy cop chemistry between Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan, and lots of new characters who weren't introduced in the films, such as Carly Morgenthau and the Flag Smashers, Isaiah Bradley, and John Walker as, um, the new Captain America? But a few familiar faces from the MCU proper do show up in the series, like former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Sharon Carter, from Black Panther to Dora Milaje's Ayo and the nefarious Baron Zemo. We unpack all six episodes, including the series finale, which dropped on this past Friday as of this recording. I'm Agent Johnson. Dwight and Swain are by my side as we wield Cap's shield proudly while discussing season one of Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So the Falcon and the Winter Soldier debuted in March, and uh, season one mm-hmm. wrapped up on April twenty third. Mm. Uh, we pick up the show uh, after everyone comes back from the blip. Uh, while they were gone, uh, country borders became much more lax than they were prior. Uh, people were allowed to kind of come and go freely. Uh, everyone on the planet is basically working together in a unified way, uh, like they never really have before. There's no homelessness. You know, because there are twice as many dwellings and apartments and flats and whatnot as there are people to actually occupy them. Um, but once half the population returns, every country is faced with, with massive refugee problems. You know, there are people who are living and squatting on land and in, and in, and in homes and, 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 and apartments and whatnot that they don't really own. Mm-hmm. And so they end up forming the GRC, the Global Repatriation Council, uh, as a way Sounds to kind familiar. of sort all of that out. Uh, and their motto is, yeah, exactly, really. <laughs> and their motto is reset, rebuild, restore. Uh, so over the course of the six episodes of the season, we, you know, we see Sam and Bucky living different lives. Bucky has been pardoned for his, you know, his past crimes. Sam gives the shield back to the government and decides to go, you know, go back home to uh, Delacroix, Louisiana, where his family lives. Mm-hmm. Um, we're introduced to Carly and the Flag Smashers, and they're a, a terrorist group that kind of rises out of the, the chaotic, you know, refugee freedom turmoil. Fighters. Freedom fighters. Uh, we are introduced to a... <laughs> freedom fighters. There we go. <laughs> we are introduced to a new Captain America what? in what? the form of John Walker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we find out more that the... <laughs> uh, we find out... Popeye. Uh, we find out... Uh, that there are more super soldiers out there, most especially Isaiah yes. Bradley, a.k.a. The Truth. Yes. Um, they break Zemo out of prison for an international road trip. <laughs> uh, former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Sharon Carter jumps into the fray. Uh, Walker ends up taking a life in a very gruesome public, you know, like, I don't even want him a decapitation. It was like a, he yeah. cut the guy yeah. in half with yeah. the S.H.I.E.L.D. Just like, eh. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know. Um, and um, there's a big showdown with Carly at the GRC Summit. And then finally, Sam Wilson officially takes on the mantle and becomes, <laughs> you know, the new Captain America. But uh, so what, what, you, what did you guys think, man? What, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, all right. The the initial thought I had, man, and and, and y'all y'all have heard me harp this several times during this series, man. Mm-hmm. Damn, this show costs a lot of money, and every yeah. penny of it is on the <laughs> yeah, screen. Yeah. Good lord! Oh yeah. my goodness! Like it, every week was a mm-hmm. mini movie. It's almost like you were coming from the theater right. to your house. And you just pick pick it back up. You know, it's like mm-hmm. a six hour movie just split up. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. the other thing too is it's just the um how they're bringing those characters up to the to the forefront. Like um Sam and Bucky. It it was good to see them their characterizations get deepened and broadened. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Very, very satisfying. In particular, in particular, um, Sam's. You know, I mean, both really, but in particular, Sam's. You know what I'm saying? And he was so relatable, you know, on so many levels. Like, it just felt mm-hmm. very satisfying to see that, you know. Um, I got, personally, I got my fanboy willies out when uh, they introduced John Walker. Because I was like, oh, shoot. John Walker, really? Because because I love I love that that Mark Grunewald story uh, drawn by Kieran DeWyer. It goes from mm. three thirty two to three fifty. You know what I'm saying? And it's uh, I, I love that. I always have, always have, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. So I, I I was satisfied with it. Um, I'm sure when we discuss later on some of the other things, there are some things I was kind of sucking my teeth on, like. In particular, the, the resolution of the whole Flag Smasher Carly thing and, and the John Walker thing. Mm-mm. But uh, we'll, we'll get to it, man. But what did um, you think, D? I loved it, man. Uh, I found a, I found a couple of, you know, thread and potholes here and there that I did. I was do, I, I, it didn't shake me out of the moment, but it was enough to say, OK, this is not really um, you could tell that it was supposed to be like a nine episode series. And they, they, they cut things a little short and, and compress a few things to make it fit into six based on the, the time schedule where it came about in mm-hmm. today's New World Order as far as dealing with, with current COVID quiet crisis and things like that and quarantines. So, you know, it felt, it felt a little, a little mm-hmm. uh, abrupt at a certain point. But the way they strung it all together was really very satisfying. Um, I Knowing that the Flag Smasher was one person in the comics, and it was a movement inside of uh, the movies was a little weird to me, but I still enjoyed it because the way they did it, it, it made mm-hmm. more sense in terms of what transpired inside of Marvel Studios. Um, and seeing how um, it was a thing wherein it was a repatriation type, anti let me try it again, an anti-repatriation group. Here we go. Um, yes. Right. And it, it felt right to me based on that. And, uh, you know, there were no surprises really for me at all. Uh, I knew I knew everybody was going to come out the way they did. I mean, I even thought I even knew Carly was going to die in the end because that, that was the way that, that they have been playing it from the beginning. Because even actually states that several times. Sure. And playing yeah. like she's a terrorist. Mm-hmm. But there were a couple things which I found very satisfying um, in it, and 
the first and foremost one was was like you said was Sam Wilson's like the girth of his character was fully explored here. Um, you got a chance to see him be be that that yeah. that, that um, intelligent counselor person. He was talking. He was talking Carly down off the lid. And here comes John Walker. Oh, you 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 under arrest. Come on, man. You know this 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 guy's a trained hostage negotiator. Right. This guy knows exactly what he's doing. He's, he's he was a Viet. He's a, not Vietnam. He's a, a war vet. He's a war vet a counselor. We went into the, the gig with Steve and let him do his mm-hmm. job. If if you don't trust him, I mean, at least like Mike him or something, or 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 don't you have like some kind of you know glorified you know extra um, you know microphone that you can project into the area? To, you know, you're Captain America, right? You're back, right? So I mean, I, I you know, and as the <laughs> other performances in there, mm-hmm. um, I like I like I like Bucky. I still felt he was a little bit hollow. Even though there was things he was dealing with and some flashbacks that helped him in, along the way with the characterization, um, I think I, I like, you know, I like I like Sebastian Stan's portrayal of him a lot better than I did in in, in uh, the, the I think probably the second um, series where you were shown, um, and uh, uh, I like the idea of the Wakandan sticking in there and then giving them, giving the uh, the new Falcon costume a a, a world their, their their take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still not satisfied with the fact that, you know, why would they, like, not give him, like, vibranium lace, you know, clothing, because it makes sense that that's you guys, you know, that's you pervert, that's when you purveyances, that's what you do, it's like what you sell. Um, but apparently, you know, they want to be able to have access to, be able to take him down if they need to, represent America or whatever, I don't know what the politics are. But, um... Mm-hmm. Well, his, okay. his, his wings okay. are vibranium. So remember when he covers right. himself okay. in the helicopter, and it crashes and it okay. doesn't, you know, it doesn't kill him. And uh, I forget who he was covering with, but yeah. Okay. So his wings sense, now are vibranium. Ah, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. The rest of these be like, yeah. be like exemplary too. Maybe it is. They didn't have a chance to exhibit that, you know. Um, sure. So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I like some of the cameos they had in there. I, I was not surprised at all by, by, <clears throat> by Sharon Carter's flip in the end, because they never, they never, they never introduced the, uh, the actual power broker in any of the other, any of the episodes. So. It had to be somebody they already shown as a rule of how you do cinema, do storytelling. So, you know, yeah. that's kind of that thing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. what, what, what do you think, Squiz? Uh I enjoyed it, man. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, like yourself, I thought that there were definitely a few story moments and a few kind of plot moments where I was like, okay, what? What? You know, like, you know, when they're at the GRC summit and Carly sees, you know, Sam fly <laughs> over and she says, he's here. Okay, well, suppose you didn't see him fly over. Right. As everything hinging upon making sure that you can <laughs> look at all points in the sky right. and know when he's right. going to arrive. I mean, you know. Yeah. But uh but I, I liked I thought the cast was superb. I thought everyone showed up and I thought everyone brought something. Even some of the people who didn't have much to do. You know, even the sister who was given yeah. uh John Walker yeah, side yeah. eye after her brother was killed. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like she gave him that 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 little sister right. side eye, like motherfucker, you know. Uh, but I thought mm-hmm. the cast was really superb. I thought that they gave everybody a good amount to do. I thought that the connections and the um, mm-hmm. relationships felt believable. Yeah. I believed John Walker mm-hmm. was friends with Lamar. Yeah, like I felt them. You know, I felt his relationship. <laughs> battle star, yeah. <laughs> You know, I felt uh, Walker's relationship with his wife, even though they didn't have a lot of moments together, but I felt right. like they kind of did right. have a history to, 
together. Um, he might just be that white boy who, you know, who fucked with black right, people right. in high school, and that's how it happened, you know? <laughs> he, he was from Georgia, yo, so it's oh, not out oh, the realm of possibility. See? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's the okay. same thing in in the comics. <clears throat> that that's what got my fanboy Eichel's up even more. I was like, "Oh shit, they used this real hometown for the comics." Oh, stop! <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but but I but I thought those were real. I absolutely adored the uh, the interactions with Sam and his sister, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. actor who played his sister Sarah, mm-hmm. yeah, and his nephews. And how they interspersed in like old, you know, Kodak photos of when they were kids and birthday parties and him standing in the yard in his first suit right. was all oversized. And, yeah. um, you know, and him talking about, you know, him when he was calling the neighbors, he was like, yeah, this is Paul's, mm-hmm. uh, his youngest son from down the street. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just all of that. I thought all of that was really was really great. Uh, like Adrian said, you know, probably episode two was maybe. The, the, the sequence when they're fighting on top of the uh, the 18 wheelers is probably the weakest to me mm-hmm. agree but the first episode with the 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 fight with Batroc and the helicopters <laughs> that was fantastic that was hot that was Man. that was sensational um and even you know some of the stuff later on I think my favorite episode okay. was probably episode five the truth which was entitled uh yeah. truth yeah. yeah yeah that was my favorite episode yeah. of all of them uh, but the fact mm-hmm. that Isaiah Bradley shows up, the fact that they flesh out, you know, like you all said, you know, that, you know, we get a sense, less of a sense of Bucky. Uh, he he did ring a little bit hollow for me, too, D. I, I felt like, OK, I still don't quite kind of care, you know, but maybe mm-hmm. they're not giving me enough to care. Right. Of course. Uh, yeah. You know, like he doesn't have. Like, he's not even finding, like, you know, some auntie or some, you know, some distant family member. He's not even trying to track any of those people down. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's, right. you know, maybe that's to come. But, you know, the the idea of fleshing out, you know, Sam, you know, as a black man living in America and some of the, you know, some of the, the you know, thing, you know, you know, he's telling his sister, you know, I know how to do this thing for these white folks out here, da, 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 right. da. You know, stuff that people say, you know, when they're amongst, amongst their family, you know, stuff that uh, black people say when they're amongst, you know, amongst their uh, their family and, the, and their close friends. Um, and them going to the, you know, the scene where they go to the bank to get the yeah. loan. Just all of that was just great. And then when yeah. he sees, I when he has that sit down with Isaiah in episode five, and he says, yeah. you know, they've tried to erase me. You know, he goes and busts his men out right. and he gets imprisoned. Mm-hmm. Steve goes and busts his men out yeah. against the rules, gets, against the his you know yeah. his orders yeah. from uh from his superiors, yeah. and he yeah. gets he's a hero. Yeah, you know, and all of that was just like it was just gut punch mm-hmm. after gut punch after gut punch. But uh, overall, I really I really dug it. I thought it worked. I thought most of the things they tried to do, I thought worked. I think uh, Aaron Kellyman, the uh, the actor who plays uh, Carly Morgenthau, fantastic. I thought she was great, man. Thought she was really great, and she looked like that mixed right. Euro street kid, you know, right. smart, but you know, mm-hmm. going down the wrong path. She, she gave you all yeah. of those vibes. Like, I mean, are she you gave exactly? you, to me. Are you Irish? Are you very? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, are you? What are the you English? <laughs> or are you? Right. You know, very nice. Picture. <laughs> one That's people, it. one world. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Exactly. <laughs> okay. You know. 
And, and that, that was something else, too, that I was I was telling you guys. I was telling my wife this, too, after rewatching the series. Like, like, I was trying to, like, what is she fighting for? What is she trying to get? And that's when I realized that's what it was. While everybody was gone in the blip, you know, if let's say there's a chain of 10 people to perform a task right. or to create a good or a service. Well, now there are only five people. So everybody has to work together. You know, all the borders got, you know, more relaxed and. You know, people, you know, it's like, in other words, it's just let, let's just try to survive right. with what we have left. Mm -hmm. And so it really was a one world community. And then when everybody came back, it was like, OK, no, refugee camps, you know, essentially like, you know, huddling them into like ghettos together, you know, booting them out. You know, you don't belong in this country anymore. Wait a minute. I, I helped build this country for the last right. five years before everybody came back. Now I just got to go. You know what I mean? So. You kind of watching it a second time. I got more of a sense of what her her activism and what her uh, what her mission was. Now she was still wrong headed. Don't get me wrong. I see you giving very me, much giving yes, but, yes. But uh, but yeah, I, I I like that too. And and I and I think Carl Morgenthau. I think it was a male character in the comics, and they made her uh, made it a female character for ah, the uh, for the TV show. If I'm not mistaken, right. like D was right. saying with. With the flag smashers, you know, it was one flag smasher in the comics, but the making it a, a a movement and whatnot, I thought was was a was a brilliant move. But do you guys have any favorite scenes, man, or favorite you know uh, set pieces from the show? Too many, man. Too many, man. Uh, let, let me start episode one. Mm. Okay, Sam's flying through the mountain range. Okay, and the Falcons flying through the mountain range, and he's he's he's, he's standing far away in the distance to where they don't see him initially, right? And all of a sudden, he just then, then, then like a, like a true falcon, yeah. a, true, a true bird of prey. He takes his point of entry and just knocks you out the other side of the of the of the of the, of the helicopter and it takes the guy off. Like, yeah, yo, that's exactly what a bird of prey would have done. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yo, his his facility with his yeah, weapon, yo. man, is absolutely un, uh, uncanny, man. I mean, to be a to be a natural born human and not have any superpowers whatsoever, to have the level of depth sophistication he has with that thing, it's just like. I don't see how anybody else could like him as far as like um, that the new guy's going to take his place a bit later on. But yeah. I, man, I am, I was, uh, I guess we have to really give credit to mm -hmm. the Russo brothers because Sam was introduced in Captain America Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. And it's like, even in the comics, you know, Sam was never like the mm -hmm. most formidable mm -hmm. superhero ever. But they have absolutely, like, with, you know, modernizing him, they have made him really, like... Yeah. Like, he does some shit. Yeah. He uses, he uses his, yeah. his, his jetpack and his wings. He uses all of that stuff as a weapon, and, you know, he's become a, a great fighter. So, I mean, it's just so cool how they made what could have been lame, like with Hawkeye and even with Black Widow and with Sam, but they're, you know, they're mm -hmm. ass kickers in their own rights, you know, the way they've been portrayed in the film. No, no, no you're right. You're dead, you're dead right, man. Um, so that, that was my first scene. Um, the next one would be, uh, I like the train initially. Uh, even though I wasn't sure who, who, Carly, who Carly was initially, how she just was, they thought she was a damsel in distress. And they get there, and she basically kicks them out of the back mm -hmm. of the truck, you know. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't, right. I wasn't too cool with Cap. I mean, not Cap, but uh, we'll call him Cap. Um, coming in there and trying to, to bust up and, and pose like he was going to be there to, to help out, and and I'm going to recruit. Uh, I, I like I like the relationship you had together with with uh, with with, uh, with Rogers. Do you 
I, I need a wingman. I need, I need a I need a, a, a number two, whatever the case is. You see right there? You said the wrong thing. You know, the wrong thing. You're being, you already want to put me in yeah. a sidekick. You're a partner. <laughs> it wasn't about it being a sidekick. I was a partner. Maybe you treat your maybe you treat your boy like that. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, oh my you goodness! Oh. Like that. But another thing I, I, I found weird, and we and we get back to we get back to um. Uh, let's, I'll skip on let you guys go to your your your, your favorite uh, scenes next. But one of the things I found strange and bizarre about the whole idea of, of what it took to be Captain America was any great soldier that could wield the, that could wield a shield, the way Cap did, Cap did, who had some bit of, bit of uh, military prowess, could be Captain America, not the Super Soldier Serum, which is ignorant at best and woefully stupid at at, at worst. I mean, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. how could you think <laughs> you put a normal man in a suit? And go up against a super soldier person and survive. That was the first mistake of putting Lamar out there in the battlefield. You know, to be, to be beat up battle star, battle act. What happened? You know, it was ridiculous, man. What do you think was going to happen? You, you're going after superpower people, and you had a lot of superpowers. You can get beat the fuck up. Yeah. Well, yeah, but do keep in mind, Bucky back in the day didn't have superpowers. Yeah, he was hanging with Toro yeah. and Namor and. But, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but he wasn't taking like direct punches from Master <laughs> Man or nothing. Master Man was jacking him up. Oof, oof. <laughs> Warrior woman, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, right. But, but, you know, you're just straight up a comic, No, man. Well, I, I wanted to um, interject. You know, one of my a couple of my favorite scenes, man. Uh, my, 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 my inner fanboy jumped out when they were talking about, we're going to yes, Madripoor. Yes, I was like, oh, yes, shit. Sure. Oh, hell yes, yeah. Sure. Let's go to Madripoor. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. We're, 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 exactly. We're patching. We're, we're Logan at with the eye patch on. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, hell yeah. Right, we're Tiger right, Tiger yeah. at. Oh, hell yeah. You know, and they play Madripoor exactly how I've always <laughs> Seen it in my head when I've mm-hmm. read it in Uncanny X Men. Mm-hmm. It's a cross between. <laughs> it's a cross between Detroit, <laughs> Mogadishu, uh, Tokyo, okay. and Hong Kong. Like it should feel dangerous. Don't turn your back, and you can get whatever you want there. And they played yeah, it yeah. perfectly. That's Magic Poor. I was like, hell right. yeah, they did that right. Yeah. Another thing, I think within that same episode or the following episode is when um, you see uh, Zemo, when they break Zemo out, who was a, who was a great addition that, to, the, to the cast Bruce. for the time yeah, he was yeah. He was perfect. Yeah, man. He was fantastic. Yeah. You know, when they break him out and he starts going back to his old haunt. You know what I'm saying? Where he got all of his mm-hmm. luxuries mm-hmm. at, the cars and stuff. He is getting back in tune with mm-hmm. that fine life. That that eluded him mm-hmm. while he was locked up, and you see him go to that that old fashioned sedan, right? And on that seat, they had yes, that yo. Zemo mask. I was it's like, oh, the purple yeah, scully, yeah, the purple yeah, scully, yeah. yo. Oh shit! Oh shit! It, it, it would have been like if he had had some adhesive <laughs> X on it. I would have been like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yo, y'all. Ooh. <laughs> and then when he hey. quit, yo. I was just gonna say real quick. I always I thought it was so dumb though. Was like when they were having the uh, the mm. shootout at the ship container yard. Yes. And Zemo puts on his Scully, and then sh- blows some stuff up, and then kicks a few people's ass. 
And then takes the scully off and gets in the car. I'm like, what was the scully for? Yeah, right. but that, that was for us. Exactly. That, that, that was for us. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Apparently. <laughs> yes, that, that was for us, dog. That was for fans, yeah. <laughs> but, well, man. Ahead, man. Yeah, man. So, I mean, that that part. Um, and the the last episode, man, like, that, that nearly the entire episode was a set piece all of its own. Like, oh, so incredible. I, I, I remember watching it and my mouth was open i caught myself watching it with my mouth open because of the choreography of the uh of the uh battle you know and and, and it felt like it was expensive too like different things were going on so bucky was over here trying to handle this part but you might see sam fly overhead like hey what's going on down there i got it under control all right well i'm going after carly you know you see them kind of working together and you mm-hmm. know it's like it, it really summed it up very well as far as like what the cast was doing you know what i mean and just that whole battle was was fantastic man it, it was it was really really good man you know what's interesting yeah. about what you just said adrian in particular what's that um maybe this is a, a conscious thing on scratch and stands part maybe it's part of like the plot and whatever um but the winter soldier was definitely scaled down in this where he didn't want to really want to be the winter soldier he's constantly fighting that side of himself throughout this entire, entire right. conversation right so, yeah it, it wasn't like him have conversations with people on the phone to, to try and, 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 and curtail the activity and stop Carly from doing things. And she used that as a ploy to get him to, to, to ignore the obvious happening around him as they were, they were sneaking the GRC representatives out into the, the truck, right? But he was well outside of his wheelhouse, and she was playing him as if he had the same kind of, had the same kind of, of, of anti-escalation ability as, as Sam would. All right. the time through the course of the conversation, it's almost like he's trying to... He's almost trying to, to be less reactive and, and, and more contemplative because of his, I guess, because of him dealing with I, his... his, his uh, I thought so, too. You know? I thought so, too, D. Because he, he could have been fucking some shit up the entire time if he really wanted to. He really wanted to go in on people. He could have been, like, just, you know, totally reverted to himself and, and, and got busy. But, uh, mm. yeah, so maybe that's something to do with it, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, my, those are all my favorite scenes as well, and, and I really appreciate it, even though I don't think... I appreciated the fact that they really tried to replicate, uh, you know, the Falcons outfit from the comics to the show, mm-hmm. you know, and, the, and the, the, you know, what he wears in the comics is a very contemporary uh, cinema adjacent design. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the designs today of really of all the comic book characters now. They're, you know, they're usually wearing like armor and, and Velcro. You can tell, you know, it looks more military like, you know, the designs tend to look more military like even Superman, you know, at one point he's yeah. got the. So I thought that that was great that they replicated it. I didn't think that the white on the head on the head worked as much like Adrian and I were talking about the other day, you know, with his ears popping out. It's kind of like, OK, I love that when Carmine Infantino draws it on like Kit Flash. With yeah. his ears popping out. But it does look a little strange here. But overall, I thought it, I thought it worked and it came off well. And um, and I like the fact that you know it was Sam's sister. You know when they had that conversation, and she said, "You gonna let Isaiah Bradley get in your head and and make you be what he wants you to be, or you gonna be who you want to be?" You know, mm-hmm. be who you are. And uh, yeah, and even the you know the speech that he makes at the end, where he says, "I can feel your eyes on me now." Right. I can feel people looking at me and judging me now. What is he doing with the shield? Right. You know, so he's that. almost like on some on some like some some Jackie Robinson or some or some Hank Aaron type stuff where, mm-hmm. you know, I've got to be the first 
and I've got a, you know, I've got a, I've got to wear the, the the stars and stripes proudly, but also got to suffer the slings and arrows, you know, from my detractors and from people who who don't agree with what I, who I am and what I'm doing. Yeah, and, and you know, and to your point, to your point, Swizz, you know, there there was a piece of dialogue that after I thought about, it, I was like, yeah, it made sense. Like like at first, I had kind of taken, I was kind of taken aback when um, uh, Isaiah and his uh, grandson see uh, Sam on TV. And, you know, mm-hmm. his son, his grandson is like, look, 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 there, there goes Sam right there. And, you know, see him in the suit and everything. And, you know, Isaiah was like, oh, he's, he's still black. I was like, now, see, that kind of defeatist thing <laughs> is what is pulling black <laughs> folks down to me. But when I sat back and thought about it, I was like, of course, it would come from someone who faced that virulent racism every single right. day. As opposed right. like some the, the virulence that he faced, we probably as black people, you know, individually don't face that except maybe two or three times a year. Like I mean where it's like in your face. You mm, know, right. We have little microaggressions right. of it for sure, but whereas <laughs> like back in the day, that was every single day and that weighed down on him. And I thought him saying that that expressed his feeling, you know, because look at what Isaiah had gone through, you know, not just as a super soldier, but just as a black man during that time in the 30s and the 40s. You know what I'm saying? So when I sat back and thought about it, I was like, yeah, that that would be his worldview. I, I got you. You know what I'm well, saying? I mean, and and, and I, I, didn't, I didn't find a worldview that that, that, um, that Sam was relating to either. I mean, he, I like the way he reacted to Isaiah, Isaiah Bradley to find out what, what his history was when, when, uh, when uh, the Winter Soldier uh, first took him there. And surprised by the, the revelation that he was actually one of the first super soldiers to take one of the first really super soldiers to him on. And he was appalled by the whole situation. He was like, What? Like, I knew about Tuskegee, but damn, it went this far? You know, it was almost Look, like it was almost his reaction. I was gonna say, man, the the part in the conversation that really, really was contemporary, and kind of what Adrian's getting to is is you don't want to write a, an eighty year old man as if he has 30 or 40 year old sensibilities. He's just not, right. right. It's just not going to happen. But the, when they were having the conversation, he says, you know, we got to get your story out here. We got to, I know people. Mm-hmm. And he said, and he told him, he said, see, you think it's my fault that I ended up where I ended up. You think it's my fault that I ended up in prison, that I ended up getting rejected because you think you can fix it now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In other words, I just, he, and he's telling, he's basically Isaiah felt like he's telling him, you just didn't do it right. Mm-hmm. No, it has nothing to do with that. But yeah, like that was, yeah, I, I know what you're saying there about the, uh, and, and I absolutely agree, man. Is you know, the, you know, some of the things was like, you know, you know, they had me in there for 30 years and took <laughs> my blood, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the thing about it is too, I was wondering like the whole time I was watching, I was like, is his grandson gonna become Patriot in yeah. the Young Avengers? Is that right. what we're looking uh, forward to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I completely yeah. forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. hell yeah. yeah! Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, yeah. are they gonna cast him in the Young Avengers? And, yeah, yeah. Because you know, think about it. That's one. That's one of the best things about, about Sam's soliloquy at the end was the fact that not only the fact that he said it, and then you like like Adrian said so well eloquently, he's featureified. <laughs> um, but but the fact that he did so from a manner he did he did so from a um, uh, a person's point of view and worldview of being subjugated. You know, let's be honest. 
even in 2021, we're still in a situation where we're still fighting for our rights, we're fighting to be equal, we're still often looked at as, I mean, and, and well, you mean not looked at, really, but treated in a, in, a, in a manner which is unbecoming to other other people's, you know, sensibilities. So yeah. it all hit, it all, it all rang true, you know, and the fact, when, when Sam stood up and, and made them listen, that's something that Captain America, that, that, that's something that Steve Rogers never would have done. I mean, he, he, um, Steve Rogers was good at speechifying to people which he really thought were evil <laughs> and, 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 and working and working against him. He could do that. But for him to say something with the exception of with the exception of Civil War and to finally stand up and say, look, I'm not going to fucking sign this act because what you're doing now is you're, you're neutering us and not disabling our ability to be, be national, international freedom fighters or whatever. You know, uh, I'm not going to sign this to be a piece of court. But <clears throat> Sam stood up and said, look, you know, the reason you think that she's the reason you think that she's she's she was uh, um, first of all take take that stigma off off uh, out, 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 yeah out the of labels of terrorists and giving yeah, people names yeah, yeah which is which is very poignant especially in the time that it was written because of last year we, we just we just we just got rid of a dictator you know yep. so a situation wherein you know it's like you know it makes sense that that they would have like that 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 sense of of, of duty to 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 portray. Um, a black man in that manner, and, and he could be Captain America because he, he, he is. I mean, essentially, no one's dodged more slings and arrows, you know, as an ethnic group in the, in the society than, than than a black man. So it's like for him to take up the mantle of Captain America is 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 good on him, and 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 shows the kind of person he that he thinks that this society could be. And that's and that's where right. that's where he brought it, man. I was like, wow, he did that. Yeah. Anthony Mackie, I was like, he like any other character. Any other person and I think of right now in terms of in terms of, of, of a, a black lead to a different degree of severity and 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 and, and true engagement um, than he than he did because he, first off he was really kind of a neophyte before I mean that's all, he did some stuff that was like you know I guess like B films where the case may be and some you know he did some he did a little, little Papa Doc and things and stuff yeah, like that yeah yeah <laughs> but but yeah. yeah but but he really hadn't had a chance to really fully you know like get, get his get his feet in it into something like that. Now he's there, and, he, and he's, he's, he's he's finally he, he feels he feels like Sam Wilson to me. Feels like the Falcon to me, and, and feels like Captain America. So it's kind of awesome. Yeah, I agree. I agree as well. I was, I was proud I agree of as well. Um, you know, a couple of things I thought that were really interesting uh, and were were, were were really smart moves, and and showed that the that the writers and the showrunner uh, Malcolm Spellman, you know, that they were really thinking. You know, like there was a point where, um, like, I like the fact that they played up that Carly is a millennial. So she's really good at galvanizing people behind an idea, even if it's a shallow one or if it's one that's wrongheaded. You know, remember when Torres, you know, came to Sam after they had had the fight with uh, with that Walker? Oh, okay. At the uh, well, this is like in the fourth or fifth episode, oh, okay. and Torres said, "What happened to your wings or whatever?" And Sam's like, "He doesn't even want to talk about it." Right. And then he says, "Hey, look, man." He says, "Carly." He says, "He says, man, she's got support all over the world mm -hmm. on all platforms." He says, "She's really good at this," mm -hmm. and it's almost like you know, like a Kardashian or like someone else who is an influencer, mm -hmm. a young, attractive, charismatic, energetic person. You know, and people want to follow them, you know, want to see what they're doing. Only, you know, she's leading this, you know, this very, like Sam said, it's, I believe, I agree with what you want to do, but I just disagree with how you're doing it. Mm. Uh, but I like the fact that they played the, her, that up for her as a millennial. 
The other thing I thought was was really cool too was, um, you know, uh, Doctor Nagel tells him when he's in his lab, he says, you know, I took, I isolated from the blood the you know the the the, the super soldier portion, and he said, but mine was more focused. It was more acute. It was more specific. So people would take the serum, and it would fuck them up. But it wouldn't beef up their bodies so they're all walking around like like bodybuilders like it did Steve Rogers. He said he wanted his people because, again, Sharon, Sharon, the a.k.a. the power broker. Yeah. She wanted an army of super soldiers to work for her in her underground, you know, her underground dealings. So you don't want everybody walking around looking intimidated. You want people who can blend, blend in. in. So, yeah, sure. So that's why a girl who looks like she's just a 19 year old kid can kick a grown man's ass that's right. why you know skinny dudes are kicking people across the street yeah you know their bodies have that strength but they you know they're not all bulked up i thought that was kind of a cool adjustment and it's kind of it kind of goes back to like the terminator thing where they were saying you know okay casting arnold in the terminator he was so big it was like okay well how is he supposed to infiltrate anything yeah well, he's the first person you go think is going to kick somebody's ass yeah but i love that yeah, they have they have them like treadstone, man, like 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 a like a um, like the born identity type situation. But these are sleeper cells; they could be anywhere, any point in time. You don't know exactly where they are, but they have the ability to, to, to function where they need to function to get the job done. So I, I, right, yeah. I appreciate that about it. But about that, that, yeah. that was another thing I noticed too: the scene where you know, like they're leaving Madripoor, and it's like, oh, everybody's looking at their phones. The uh, uh, selfie's been killed. There's a bounty. That was like straight out of John Wick. I, I know you guys probably haven't seen the John Wick movies. Yeah. But that's what happens in John Wick. Yeah. You seen it, D? Yeah, the first, the first one especially, yeah. Let's, let's do yeah. the first one. Remember, first it was like, okay, John, you know, it's like people were looking at their phones. Oh, John Wick. It's a bounty on John Wick. All of a sudden, people in public are just, you know, like, damn, is everybody an assassin? <laughs> <laughs> try, to get that, try to get that bread, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah yo. Value. Yeah, yeah. Yo. Keep these lights on. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I interrupt you, D? I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. I was going to say, speaking of Carly, though, I was kind of conflicted, you know, as far as her characterization. Like, mm. I, I get the overall part of her being like a, um, being a freedom fighter of sorts, you know, trying to, you know, galvanize people to come together. But <sighs> when she... When she blows up that building with the people still in it, yeah. and, th and that's the first of a couple of times where right. the the other flag smashers that are with her are like, I don't know. I don't know. No, this yo. Don't, <laughs> no man. They don't, they don't, this one, they don't, they don't even feel right. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, and, and they keep following her anyway. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And it culminates to where, okay, she 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 gets she gets shot, you know what I'm saying, by, by Sharon. And <laughs> You know, Sam picks her up, and Carly's like, "I'm sorry." I'm like, mm. "Now you're sorry." Yeah, exactly. Now don't, you're sorry. <laughs> yeah, don't don't let her off the hook. It's the exact same problem that I had with One Division. No, play that play that villainous stream out. Play it out, okay? Yep. Yep. You're, yep. you're taking pity on her, and I know I'm gonna catch some flack for this, but it's all right. Had had it been a male. Instead of a female, it probably would have handled it differently, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I right. think so. 
just right. I, it just didn't just didn't play right. It didn't have that finality to it. And it's almost like, okay, so Sam picks her up and he's almost like this angel of mercy. He comes back down. Yeah. With, oh. Exactly. Look, that it was, was like, like a Thomas Blackshear painting, yo. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. yeah, man. So I was just like, mm. so I, I kind of rolled my eyes at that. I was like, okay. And it's almost like uses that as a fulcrum to go to roll into his speech, you know? Right. Well, right. I. I still just don't feel like, no, no. You can't just say after you that caused all this international mayhem over three continents, you done killed, you've killed people. You know what I'm saying? And now you want to say, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no. Well, okay. So, yeah, I know. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But here, here's, here's the thing. I, I, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you an example of what happened inside, uh, 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 I think it was probably, uh, it was Civil War. Where, okay. where, where, in, um, Daniel Rule's character Zemo was about to was about mm-hmm. to kill himself, and 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 Black Panther says, "No more dying here today." And in that moment, what he did essentially was, he realizes that death is too quick, and he realizes that what you're doing at that point is you're getting out of it too simply, right? If you if you're made to suffer and to constantly remember remember what you did and face and face this third time for what you did, it's a constant reminder while you're here. So I say it to say that when it comes to Carly. And, 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 and what she did, yes, some of the acts were, were heinous and unforgivable, no doubt. But at the same time, you know, Ultron dropped the city on a group, of, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a whole society, and, 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 and thousands of people died. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the Avengers are still walking around. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and, and yeah, they, sure, they, they're, they're, with the roles they, they played to, to beat a mad god Thanos, to, 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 to get people back this plane of existence was is undeniable they, that, that you know they actually they're, they're, they're bad things outweigh their good things but at the mm. same time it's almost like okay where do you draw the line as far as like judgment goes as far as what you think is bad and what you think is good and, and, and yeah killing people is never good let's put that on the table right away but it's, it's, it's a thing wherein does the end justify the means sometimes and are, are things which you seeing right now in hindsight as being irredeemable where they actually the right thing to do, and did they really set people upon a course in the path that made a difference? You know, now arguably, there's a lot of things you're sliding that, like those categories and say, hell no, hell no, Dwight, hell no, Dwight. But there are there are points in history which made a difference for all our lives that made that put us that brought us where we are here today. You know, that that makes the ability gives the ability to do the things we're doing now. This is a strange chain of, chain of events, man. There's just no, you know, there are definite rights and definite wrongs, right? But the path to those things is not linear. And 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 the, and and to point up a, a linear judgment on something based on what your your point in perspective was, if your point in perspective is at that time, it's just not not totally why. That's something you fully you fully that's I can fully personally embrace based on what I've seen reflecting upon our past. I I I see what you I see what you're saying, D. But you know, I also think about like extremist groups. You know, in the real world, that yeah. say the same things. Like when they do like. Um, perpetuate a, a bombing campaign or something yeah. like that and yeah. they stand up and take responsibility for it yeah we did it because we want this you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yes we did it because we want this to happen mm-hmm. and it's just like just that's not always the way it's not what Sometimes I get what you're saying, but sometimes events like that have to occur to make people look in that direction to say 
what drove this this group or this person to this end to do right. this thing? You right. know what I'm saying? Like, would it really and, been so hard? Sam's point would it really been so hard to, to for the government instead of repatriating people and putting them different, put them in their own little concentration camps, things like that. Would it really been so hard for you to say, okay, these people come back, let's get a fund together, let's let's find a way of putting these people together and 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 some form of semblance of order in which they disappear. I mean, would it have been that hard? I mean, you still have people's social security numbers, I imagine, at some point, someplace, right? So what, would it have been that hard to, to put people back to, in some semblance of order to, and versus trying to put them off in concentration camps and, and crazy little uh, um, segment off of society and move people out? I mean, it's just, you know, they, it's like they, they took the easy way well, out. Instead of being thinkers and whatnot, they took the easy way out. Well, I think that was a reflection of modern day and, and really mm-hmm. how how societies have been for decades. Mm-hmm. I mean, keep in mind, D, and, and, you know, like we were talking about on the Vietnam episode, you mm-hmm. know, my, my, my buddy Tuan's parents, they don't have, they don't have social security numbers. They don't have birth dates. Right. You know, have, they don't have any of that birth certificates, none of that stuff that, right. you know, that's not something that's a part of their society. So, you know, any, once there is something on the table to lose, that's when people are going to start treating people like commodities and treating people like property and saying, okay, I don't want this and I don't want that. And I do want this and I do want that. That's just the way it happens. I think for me, I think Zemo was correct. Carly was, Sam was too big hearted. Carly was long gone by the time they got to her. Yeah. And I do think Adrian is correct because she was, she was cast as a young girl. I think that kind of made him approach her softly. Just think if that was a devilish, demonish brutal young 19 year old you know just a harsh you know like you see right. in, in in movies you know the young drug dealer who is just heartless young Turk, you think he would have been like church. i can talk to him i right. can change his mind no. i can i can i can make him be right no right. not right. at all right and, and and really it would to me it would have had more po- poetic resonance and more consistency if after she got shot and sam grabbed him with holding her if she'd just been gibberish and just been like one world, one piece. Yes, one like world, the fight to the end. One exactly. One, yes. one world, one world. Uh. Yep. And then just and then, <laughs> and then just took a dirt nap, yo. And look, I'm telling yeah. you now. Like 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 you said earlier, D. You knew she was gonna die. She killed people in the building. She killed Lamar. Yeah. And the minute she called Sam's sister Sarah. And Overstep. threatened his sister Overstep. and his nephews. Overstep. He should have gone straight Louisiana black man on that ass and be like, "Bitch, you gots to go." Yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that should have been. That should have been it. <laughs> that yeah. joke was super creepy. Talk, and the yeah, way she was, was just talking like she knew her, just uh, right, right, right. Yeah. I was like, uh, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did he sodomize you <laughs> with your with your cheap bag and your cheap shoes? Quit, <laughs> you look quit, like a rube. Quit pro quo. Quit pro quo. Hey, <laughs> did you all catch that? That was Zemo's butler at the end who blew up the flag smashers when they put him in the paddy wagon. Finally, oh yeah, yeah. It finally. was. Yeah. Oh damn. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I yeah, that it. was Zemo's, his Alfred, yeah, yeah. You know, sitting in the limo ah. with the remote. <laughs> yeah, and Zemo's like, sit back, um, yeah, ah, I got your ass. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but yo, to your, to your point, though, Zemo, when they were having the conversation, 
in the uh, in that really ritzy lit ass loft that they were uh, that they were in. Zemo told him, he said, uh, he says, would you have taken the super soldier, you know, serum formula if, if they had offered it to you? And he was like, no. And he right. said, he said, look, anybody who wants to be superhuman, who mm-hmm. seeks that inevitably will be a supremacist. Mm-hmm. And then he said, he, he said to him at a different conversations, yeah. uh, either Sam or Bucky said it didn't happen to Steve. It did. Steve didn't. It didn't happen to him. And he said, exactly. Right. Only Steve. He's the only one. He's right. the exception that actually proves the rule that when you give these fools this power, you see what they do. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, look, look at, look but, at, uh, even, even, uh, even freaking, um, uh, what's his name? His actual real name, Red Skull. Red Skull had his own version of it, and it, 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 it corrupted him, you know? And, and, and a lot of things, too, it goes to purity of spirit, right? Ultimately, is what we're talking about. I mean, look at, ultimately, yeah. Captain America is able to pick up, pick up the, 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 the Thor's hammer, too, and wield it. So, you know. Right. Right, right. Um, I had I had a couple of nits to to pick. A couple of things I was okay. just like, eh, all right, man. I mean, like the whole thing with the power broker. Uh huh. That just that just seemed like bad writing to me. Okay. It was like the power broker. This the power broker. That you see people tagging on the walls. The power broker. Yeah. It was like okay, the people who don't know who she is. Nobody ever says, well, who is this power broker? Right. Yeah. Nobody says that. Right. Not one time did anybody say, who the fuck is the power broker? Right. Uh-huh. And the people who know who the power broker is, they never they never say who she really is. They never say her name. They never reference her. It's just the power. Who talks that way? You know, uh-huh. I was just like, I just thought that was kind of kind of weird. Um, and then the other thing was um, uh, like Bucky drinking. You know, he's drinking with Sam on the boat. And he was drinking, uh, I think he was drinking with old girl when they were playing Battleship. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Bucky has a super soldier serum. Sam and, and, and Steve already told us he can't get drunk. Right. It affects your metabolism to the point where you can't get drunk. What are you drinking for? Right. Uh-huh. You can't get drunk? <laughs> I mean, I guess you can bro. have a, yeah. Yeah, with, yeah, social graces with your boy. <laughs> but I was just like, okay, he, you can't get drunk. But the other thing I thought was like on some... When Sam was doing the training montage behind his house in Louisiana, you know, push ups, running and flipping and shit. I was like, okay. Yeah, this is out of every Rocky movie all together. But the other thing, too, like what Dee was talking about, and it kind of reminded me of that crazy logic of like Zemo showing up in Civil War. He shows up and he's he gets into this government facility and he. He's front and center with the with the with the main person there that they have under wraps. How did he get in? Same things yeah. like the uh, the flag smashers. They're uh, they're extras at the park. They just infiltrate the GRC summit. How'd they get clearance? How'd they get access? How'd they get inside? Well, they're probably there already. That's the thing. They they, they what Carly's not successful, like you said, man. It's through social media. The people that are like minded. She's 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 cultivated those those um, what do you call it? We corrupt somebody. It's, um, um, it's, it's a modern term for it. I forget. You know, it's kind of like a. It's, it's almost like it was a flash mob. Like, right. okay, everyone who wants to do this flag smasher thing, be here at the GRC <laughs> summit ten o'clock <laughs> tonight. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Stay, yeah. Step up. Step up to the uh, to the uh, to the podium and, and take your time. But, at but you're you're right, D. I didn't mean to cut you off, but mm-hmm. I think you you probably make a good point. They already worked. In government, but they just like the uh, the 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 uh, the SWAT member, the tactical member, mm-hmm. 
at the end when he puts them in a thing and he says one world one piece so she had she had followers in every level of society. So they mm-hmm. probably already were a part of the uh, the flag smashers, uh, you know that following, mm-hmm. you know, that that movement. Mm-hmm. But um, you know what I thought was funny? I thought about Adrian when <laughs> after uh, after John Walker killed the dude, yeah. and the blood was on the shield, mm-hmm. and they took it from him and broke his arm, and then he went in for his court martial. He, he had that beret on to the side looking oh, like Troutman in First Blood, yo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't care what nobody say. Nothing looks smarter than that beret cocked to the side. That's, no, a, yeah, that's sharp, yo. It is, Yeah, bro. yo. Yeah, yeah man. Is, man. Yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I thought yeah, that was man. so funny, but, uh, so what, but what that you, and... Yeah. Uh, the, the, what were you going to say? I'm sorry, man. No, but, so, I mean, go ahead and I'll, I'll drop in later on. Uh, the post-credits uh, stinger in episode five when John Walker was making his Dollar Tree shield. Yeah. He, <laughs> he went back to his high school uh, metal shop, yo. And that shit got crunched the hell up. ASAP. Yeah, Carly was like, Carly was like, Negro, please. Exactly. <laughs> but yo, I mean, speaking of John Walker, man, when he came out at the end in that US agent costume, yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I swooned. I was like, oh, 90s, the 90s kid of me was like, oh, yeah, oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Just let it wash all over me. Just wash all over me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. What did you guys think of the Julia Weiss character, man? And that was pretty awesome. She came in there, dude. Like, like, bow. It was stunt casting for me. Right. She was definitely funny, and she did her thing as right. Julie Louis Dreyfus. Right, right. But I didn't, I didn't see the necessity of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would have preferred it be somebody else who was a little more sinister and a little less funny. Right. But yeah. she did add what she was, what they wanted her to add to the to the mix. I think. Mm-hmm. Now, and I had a question about about her character. I, I was, I meant to look it up um, um, before we started recording. Viper. Is she is she still the same countess? Is she the countess character from Agent of Shield? Yes. Like yes. that was always hanging with Nick Fury. Like that's the same yes. character. Yeah. That's yeah. that's yeah. the same I one. Thought, I thought so, and I was yeah. like, well, why is she acting like this? Because she was more uh, aristocratic in the actual Ari- Ari- you know, Nick Fury yeah. comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Not this yeah. jokey, jokey, p- quippy type of thing. Right. You right. know what I'm yeah. saying? But yeah. if, if it's Nick's character, if, if she's going to be like having a dalliance with with uh, with uh, Sam Jackson's character as, as Nick Fury, then they, it makes sense <laughs> that she would, she would like be able to match his, his level of, of, of commitment and, and funniness to the character. Uh huh. So maybe I, I so. Could, maybe you know, so. Maybe. I always like that. You know, straight '60s spy. Yeah. Right. Romantic dynamic between Nick Fury and Val. You know, right. she had the silver hair in the comics and in the, yeah. in the movie. They gave her like the purple streak, I guess, which is a little more modern, you know, right. more of a more of a contemporary take on it. Mm-hmm. But uh but yeah, at first I was like, is that the Val? I was thinking the same thing. Is yeah, that supposed like, to be uh-huh, the yeah. Val? But uh but I liked uh I liked this seeing George St. Pierre come back as uh as Batrock. Batrock. So so, so so yeah. look, Adrian, 
the the eighties kid in me was just like, oh yeah, Batroc, yo. Yeah, yeah. That John Byrne comic, yo. Fight yes. your rock yo. son or your yes. liar. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. That was my shit. Batroc Zelipel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um he was he was kicking Sam's ass though, bro. I mean, yeah, I was giving it to him. Hell yeah. He was like, it's like, wow, wow. But he was. But my shit. My shit, yo, I have to say it's, it's just, just, uh, just recorded on the tape. My shit was when, when Sam throws a shield out the window and it's spinning and, it's, and, and he goes out and catches it at the Falcon. Yo, I was like, yes, yo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And look, that, he told Bad Track, au revoir. Right? You know. Yeah, yo, do this. <laughs> leap, leap to this. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I do want to uh, shout out, man, uh, the, uh, the actress who plays. Uh, is it pronounced Ayo or Ayo? I think it's Ayo, right? Ayo. From the Dora Milaje? Uh, Dora Milaje, yeah. 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 Uh, Florence Kasumba, she was yes, great. Sure. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Ooh. And I, I didn't realize she was actually in uh, the first Wonder Woman movie. She's on Paradise Island. She's one of the Oh, actors. that makes sense. Okay. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, and also uh, the actor who played uh, uh, Sam's sister, uh, her name is uh, Adepero Aduye. Okay. She was great. She was absolutely great totally believable felt like somebody's sister yep. giving him shit you know frustrated with him you know proud of him but kind of frustrated with him at the same time you know right. all of that just felt like spot on to me mm-hmm. um and um malcolm spellman the guy who created the show and is the showrunner he worked on empire for like three years okay. he was one of the uh, the writers and the uh, uh the folks on empire and he's done some other things too uh, but the director of the, uh, all, the, I don't know if you guys noticed it, the same director for all six episodes. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. yeah a lady named uh, Kari Scoglin. She's a, a Canadian filmmaker. Uh-huh. She's done a lot of TV, uh, Punisher, uh, Banshee, Boardwalk uh. uh, Empire, okay. uh, The Walking Dead. But it was odd to me because in television, because it's such a fast medium and because, you know, they have to produce it pretty quickly. They usually hire different directors so that you right. can, you know, have one thing in production while you're working on something else, while you're working <laughs> on something else. So I thought it was really interesting and a bold move for them to have one director to keep the look and the feel and, the, you know, and, and the uh, the aesthetic choices <laughs> consistent. I thought that was that was that was pretty dope. Yeah, totally. But um, anyway, I thought, yeah, I thought the cast was great. I thought overall it was it was it was, it was uh, a superbly done uh, show. And. Not to pit it against uh, WandaVision in any way. You can go ahead and do so, but go ahead. Well, I, I'll say I'll say no, this much. <laughs> I, I think it succeeded more for what it was trying to be than WandaVision succeeded for what it was trying to be. But I think WandaVision was a bolder, more creative, uh, a braver endeavor to try to do something different. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. What, yeah. why, why are you giving me the side well, eye, well, yo? Well, well, no, well, here's, 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 what ahead, I say, here's what I say that supports support your point, uh, Wayne, is, is this. What WandaVision did, Wanda left you, left, Wanda left, WandaVision let you ask, ask you more questions. Wherein, wherein, talking to Winter Soldier solved, solved questions, it solved problems. Like, it, it, yeah. it, it, was more, it, was more, it was more of a typical format to expect from a serial movie based on, based on Marvel's pedigree. Wanda was mm-hmm. Wanda shattered some walls and 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 did some things which she weren't expecting and and 
yeah, some of those things may have worked for some people, some of those things didn't work for some people, but it definitely, it still culminated into a thing which is still ultimately like a, a good Marvel, you know, bout, out, outing, I Got think. It. But yeah. yeah, I mean, arguably, what I saw in Falcon Winter Soldier is more what I expected to see in, in any, other, any other kind of Marvel cinematic, you know, uh, piece of, of, of television or movie. And, and with that, D, I'll tell you, if you go back and you watch all six episodes over the course of a couple of days, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it just feels like a movie. Right. Yes. Yeah. It just mm-hmm. it just absolutely feels like a movie. It, it mm-hmm. just it doesn't feel it feels like the beats within a Marvel movie mm-hmm. just broken up into six different parts. That's mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is. Right. But um, before we go, anybody who's listened to the show probably knows that we're all uh, based out of the Atlanta area. And much mm-hmm. of this was shot here in Atlanta. Yeah, uh, all those streets over there, off of Peachtree Center, where uh, Dragon Con is held, mm-hmm. they shot a bunch of stuff over there. A couple of those loading docks, I know I have delivered packages to those loading docks okay. back in my day when I was a courier. I recognized them absolutely one hundred percent. Nice. And the uh, the scenes in Madripoor, uh, where they're riding through the tunnels that are tagged with graffiti, mm-hmm. that's. That's that's the Crog Street Tunnel over in wow. East Atlanta in Cabbage Town. Yep. Nice. Yep. Yep. Nice. That's the Crog Street Tunnel. Uh, uh, my daughter took her, my wife arranged for a photographer to take some sixteen year, you know, her sweet sixteen pictures or whatever. Right. Yeah. And that we took some pictures over there, so we drove through the Crog Street Tunnel. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, in East Atlanta, but so that's I thought cool. that I met, I recognized it immediately. I was like, right. okay, that's the A. Right. That's the, that's definitely the A right there, you know. <laughs> you know. Pretty so, nice, man. Uh, Pretty nice. Anyway, any any final words? I'll get, let you guys get the final word. Uh, I liked it, man. I mean, I I, I really it it it, it planted a seed of, of several different characters that I want to see to come to fruition. I, I really want to see an Isaiah Bradley Truth animated series. Or, or or live action series. I, I want to see how how he came to be the person he is now. You know, mm. because the the, the end of the last episode paid off in a, in a very nice, you know, uh, tribute to what he did to, to help quote unquote America. Um, and I, I, as much as I, as I hate to say this, I think I think the strength of of of, of um what John Walker offered to the show. Um. And what the character, how well uh, Goldie Hawn's son did in terms of portraying that character, <laughs> I think he did. I think he did a masterful job because when he when he came at the last minute and he and he boned up, became the hero again. I was always all in it when he when he tried to save the, the truck that was going over the edge and, and pull it. I felt like okay, that's the person you're supposed to be versus the person you became. So I understand. Uh. <laughs> I, 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 I understand. I understand that the jaded soldier that that you, that, that you became. Based on, on the things you, you faced in, 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 the, in the wars that you were in, but you know you went too far, you know, and, and you, you deserve to be court-martialed. You deserve to be, be, be put into, into the raft, you know. That's not mm-hmm. what's going to happen. But anyway, anyway, so that's I enjoyed it, man. I mean, A plus Marvel once again. Yeah, I th- I thought that it, it was it was fantastic, you know, um, like it was it was it was very good, you know, nits aside and all of that, it was just very very good. Um, and it gave me hope that they really are going to go into the Marvel toy box and bring some of these toys out that you didn't think. Yeah, you didn't think were going to show up. Like, I never, ever, ever, ever thought in a million years that they would actually have a black Captain America, much less 
put put the suit on to Sam, give him the shield like they did in the comics, because in the because the comics thing that lasted for about a year and a half, you know, is almost almost seemed like it was almost just a fad before the whole Captain America Hydra thing, you know, played itself out and Steve Rogers became Captain America again, for real, you know, in the comics. But here it's like, no, this is it going forward. And I related to you guys, you know, and when we were texting back and forth that, you know, this is kind of similar to how for a generation of kids, you know, Jon Stewart is the Green Lantern based off of the Justice League cartoon. And it's kind of a neat thought to think that for this generation of kids and young people, Sam Wilson is going to be Captain America, not the Falcon, but Captain America going forward. And I really hope they keep that 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 vision going of, you know, not just, you know, bringing Captain America, you know, changing the status quo like that cinematically, but doing that for other characters, too. You know, within, you know, the storylines that they've established in the comics, but really making it real for, you know, people cinematically. I mean, that's just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. That concludes this episode of Sidebar Forever, hosted by Dwight Clark, Swain Hunt, and Adrian Johnson. You can find us online at sidebarforever.com. Any emails or questions can be directed to us at sidebarforever at gmail.com. And also, subscribe to us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram.